Blog Talk Radio. Design art, uh, nature, architecture, high fashion, science fiction, surrealism, music video, uh, pictures, and cartoons. But he's also a celebrity photographer, and he is also into nature. He does all kinds of beautiful pictures, and he's a really cool guy. Here's Chris. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Welcome back, I should say. <laughs> Doing good, and uh, thanks for having me back. It's been a whole year. Crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like, it, it, it kind of a good thing that the last year is over and we're here now, uh, able to talk through it. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, the best part for me of the year was that it was the his, uh, anniversary for Agatha Christie, so I've been reading and watching a lot of Agatha Christie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, and that's good. Like I said, that's, that's one of the things that we need is things that bring us to our happy place or to sort of inspire us or make us feel, I don't know, just have, have warmth, warm inside somehow. What's your happy place? Um, for me, it's really just uh, a lot of times running I, because I, I, I think I've told the past I run a little bit, so I'm, I'm a bit of a runner, not hardcore, but I run. So every time I run, that kind of puts me in a, it resets me and that, it makes me happy. And then from there, everything else I do, uh, whether it's spending time in the coffee shop trying to get caught up on emails or uh, social media, whatever, that kind of that's a happy place for me too. And then also, uh, basically working on the sculpture that I've got uh, that I've been, I think I mentioned it to you about a year ago and maybe before too, that's something that I'm, I'm it's this ongoing wearable art project that I'm working on that's something I'm still working on and that puts me in my happy place, being uh, you know, able to sit down and sort of work on that and it gets kind of cathartic in a way because it's, it's going to be so cool when it's done and I'll tell you all about that and show you pictures uh, oh. when that's done, so that's also what puts me in my happy place. Cool. Wearable art. I always love that term. It, it just it just makes me smile because it's just like because I know that uh, clothes are art because it takes artful people to create them and talented and amazing. But then you are the photographer who brings it to us. It's just it's just a real beautiful thought. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that too. Is like um, I got to admit, I, I did some traveling this last year, uh, you know, and we traveled through God like eleven states, and I I just did a lot of uh, pictures on my cell phone, 
and I uh, got some great shots. Uh, just trying to use my phone as my main capturing tool instead of my high-end camera. And I mean, I was really thrilled with the results on a lot of the, the nature and landscape shots that I got because that's pretty much all it was. And uh, yeah, so it came out really good. And I'm, I'm super stoked about that. And it was just a really good time. You know, we traveled all over. I mean, went to like all these different states. So I got to see and explore a lot. And that kind of also put me in a really, I, I definitely a happy place to get away from here in Phoenix, Arizona, and just go see places that I've never gone before. So it was cool. So where did you go? Uh, we started in L.A. And then we drove from L.A. to uh, Las Vegas, and then from Las Vegas to southern Utah to go to Bryce canyon and zion national park and then from there we drove to wyoming uh up to uh, south dakota and then we saw uh crazy horse memorial mount rushmore and then on up towards uh uh badlands uh national park and then from there we went to theodore roosevelt national park and then from there to moorhead minnesota and see a viking museum and then from there we drove back all the way and made our way back towards phoenix interesting is the crazy yeah. horse <laughs> monument done it's still under it's still under construction and uh it it's gonna be we we actually saw the video of the gentleman who was uh, i forgot his name but he basically he moved from like the east coast he fell in love with the landscape out there in uh south dakota he just set up shop and decided to build a memorial uh to pay homage to crazy horse and uh this giant i mean humongous you know rock you know, uh, construct that he's just, they're dynamiting and chipping away. They're, they're, they're working on it as we speak. But, I mean, they've got a long way to go. And they probably, I'd say probably another 100 years before it's done. Wow. Yeah. Literally about that's, 100 years. That's really cool. So they say it's going to be as, like, as big as Ramsey's statue in Abasimbu. Is that about right? Yeah, I would say so. And I've not seen those uh, sculpt or those uh, monuments, but I have based on what I saw, though. Uh, I mean, I, I, we couldn't get close to it in person because kind of because of COVID now, they shut off a lot of the tours. But um, based on the, the scale of, of what we could see through, like, the uh, the viewing apparatus they had set up, I mean, it's going to be huge. I mean, I think, like, 500 feet tall or something. Wow. Um, the side of the side of this rock wall and this mountain. Well, he deserves it. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome though. So that was that was definitely a, a, a cool thing. So traveling definitely was a big part of you know, in spite of the fact that we didn't. I didn't do a lot of flying this year. I did more than probably the recommended. But it was very quick trips once for Thanksgiving and then once uh, again uh, in December. But uh, either way, though, it was it was definitely some some good times uh, and some happy times you know, to, to be able to do that. And um, so, are do, are you still doing uh, any assignments, or is this just doing the stuff to make you in your happy place? Oh yeah, good question. So basically, this year has been I have had jobs, uh, not a lot though. I had a big uh, cutback from all my event work because that's a big part of my money making work is to shoot events, and uh, basically there was a huge cutback from that for obvious reasons because you know can't have a lot of people gathered anymore for any kind of an event so a lot of that coverage that I would be doing is no longer needed until we get through this this COVID thing so 
Um, I still have had commercial jobs going. Every month I've been doing commercial shoots, but not not enough to completely sustain me without all my event work. So that's definitely been a setback financially. Um, definitely helped though to get the government money. <laughs> so that <laughs> helped. I'm one of those people who you know needed that. Um, but beyond that, I've, I have done a few fashion shoots this year. I managed to uh, produce three fashion shoots um, for 2020, I should say. Uh, but all those were on location because the lo- unfortunately the lo- location where I was producing before, where I was doing all the painting and, and building props and all that, that location has now been rented out for Airbnb. So unfortunately, I've had to kind of redirect my energy and, and shoot exclusively for now. Uh, everything on location so that slowed down some of my fashion projects which are all you know personal projects that are you know going to ultimately be hopefully on exhibit or in a coffee table book but I'm still doing them and I've got more in the works I've got lots of dresses to shoot and uh, so that's going to be cool so it should be some interesting new stuff slowly but surely trickling out um, but then also as you say as far as all that travel photography I mentioned that I did uh, just pay attention to my Instagram uh, because over time there will be more and more images from that trip uh, put out there, and I think those are almost the basis in a lot of ways for how I get inspired using nature for my fashion photography is to see these locations, photograph them, and then sort of mark that in my mind as a potential spot to shoot, uh, you know, fashion or something else creative down the road. Um, I know you like like science fiction and stuff like that. Have you been watching a lot of, or reading a lot of science fiction during this period? I haven't really read any science fiction. I'm I'm sort of not much of a reader, unfortunately. I I read, you know, here and there stuff, a book here and here and there. But I I really I'm more of a, I watch stuff. I'm sort of like you know I definitely got into Mandalorian this year on. Um, uh, Disney Plus, and that was cool. And then, of course, there's, you know, anything that comes along that I think has, you know, interesting that can keep my attention and be glued to one spot for long enough to sit and watch something. Uh, you know, I'll get into, but I haven't really read much. And I've been actually reading more, uh, just actual real science, um, just you know, through news reports and you know, breakthroughs and things like Science Friday, the great show that I listen to on. Uh, on NPR, that's a that's a great source for just actual science. However, um, I'm always watching sci-fi uh, repeats. I mean, every night I watch you know like Star Trek in some form or another. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Trekkie, and then on top of that, I'm always visualizing uh, producing my own sci-fi. Uh, hopefully, my own sci-fi short one day, which the piece that I'm talking to you about, you know, that I'm sculpting or that I'm working on. That that is it's based in science fiction, so uh, that I'm really excited about, and, and so I'm always thinking about science fiction, and I'm envisioning it. And if I'm not watching old movies that sort of you know keep me in my you know my my birthplace for my science fiction love, I'm, I'm actually working on something that will be in a science fiction short down the road that I'm going to hopefully produce, uh, you know, given the time and the money down the road. So so yes. Well, and this is a really exciting time for science and different, all different kinds of things. Um, uh, Moonshots uh, and Mars they're working on, uh, the, the yeah. new things they found in, uh, in astronomy, like uh, being able to see uh, the, the cervix of um, 
Oh my god, what they call it? Uh, the big brown thing that takes gravity in and you can't, once oh, you black get... Hole? Black hole. I'm sorry, my brain sometimes. Um, be oh, being able to see the cervix of that, get the picture of our big giant black hole in the middle of our galaxy, that was really cool. Did you see that? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible, yes. And I mean, I'm so thrilled by all that. It's, it, it is, it's awe-inspiring. And what's, what's interesting, too, is that I've always been a it, it, I, I always remember, yes, I am a huge science fiction fan. Um, I just don't have time to absorb all the new sci-fi that's out there. But in time, I hopefully will. I mean, in bits and pieces. But I'm also very rooted in science. And when, and so, as they say, some of what happens in science is almost, you know, more you can't even think of in science fiction. I mean, because of some of the awesome things that we're that we're discovering and that we're finding out in the reality of nature is just really awe-inspiring so that's a lot you know where science fiction is born is just through our lack of understanding what science is so but yeah the black hole phenomenon it's just fantastic you know to be able to see the event horizon and then to see what's happening with how gravity and matter even time gets warped as it approaches that singularity i mean it's, it really is interesting it is and I just, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just really fascinating. I I love watching, there's a, a show about astronomy that's on, um, I think it's the Science Channel. And I, lo I, I mean, I've gotten to the point that I know all the astronomers' first names because I watch it so regularly. But some of that stuff, right. but some of that stuff just blows my mind. I mean, how our galaxy was created, how really uh, giant, planets like um, Jupiter and Saturn are m really the norm in the galaxy and where the rocky uh, planets are really unusual. Um, that I yeah. wasn't expecting. Did, have you been keeping up with that? Yeah, I mean, a little bit because exoplanets are now, obviously, we found or discovered so many, which are, you know, as you know, planets that orbit other suns. Right. Um, it's very dif distances away from our solar system. Uh, so yeah, what I'm finding or what I what I'm reading or hearing as I listen to these you know, these podcasts um, is that yeah, some of these gas giant planets are, are, are even if they're not as big as Jupiter or Saturn are are, are pretty common uh, rocky planets that may have atmospheres and potentially even water are not as common. Mm -hmm. But with the numbers, sheer numbers of planets and you know, stars in the galaxy, let alone this galaxy, not to mention all the others, the potential for life is just it's it's just beyond obvious. It's it's just huge. And, and it's just time as they they're, they're talking about you know like they're, well they hope this year but probably will be maybe next year year after launching the James Webb Telescope which will be yeah. the Hubble. That that I'm really I can't wait. Be, <laughs> yeah, it's, oh it's going to be fantastic. And what that's going to do is really give us a good uh, chance to actually look at exoplanets maybe in the visible spectrum, uh, which could be immense to be able to see imagine being able to see another planet and uh, orbiting another sun yeah outside our own solar system that and then of course to see the telltale signs of, of life through maybe the emissions uh given off by the planet maybe the, how, how the modification of the light spectrum around these other planets you know how that changes and can be altered based on its orbit around it star i mean there's just so much that is coming and not to mention what's happening just right here on earth you know, with like the advent of SpaceX and what they're doing, Elon Musk and what he's doing with, you know, this startup 
you know, rocket company, and now they're being used by NASA, and they're, they're teaming up with Boeing. I mean, it's just exciting times. I mean, things are starting, they're just now starting to come together. Like, when things that we would think of as science fiction back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago are now just starting to happen, and it's just it's taking time, but we've done our homework, and, and now we're, we're starting to see some interesting things, and we're just starting. You know, I know. We're still in our infancy. I know, we're babies. We really are. In so many ways. In so many ways. <laughs> yes, in so many ways. Um, but the um, but the really interesting thing um, is also that uh, the moons, including moons in our own galaxy, could be li- have life. Yes, exactly. That is Another so exciting. It is, and uh, yeah, I'd say keep your eye on Titan. is the one moon in our in our solar system that orbits. Uh, I believe it was over Saturn. Saturn. Um, that is going to probably be the most, and, and this is what I found crazy interesting. As far as what I know about Titan is that it is so far, they determined that Titan is a planet, I'm sorry, a moon, that barring heavy clothing, I mean extremely heavy, heavy clothing, that you could actually walk on Titan without... <coughs> like an external pressure suit like you have to have on the moon to keep you you know like from basically imploding because of the, of the lack of pressure on the moon you could walk on Titan <coughs> excuse me with basically just like some kind of a heavy layer like they said some extreme extreme heavy layer because they're extremely cold there uh, but you would need nothing more than just like a respirator mask and some heavy extreme heavy clothes and you could walk on Titan with just that on without having to go into full-blown moon suit like they were on the moon. That's incredible. Isn't it incredible? My, I also like a Celsius with uh, water spouts coming out in different places. They were so excited when they discovered it because that meant water is on the planet. <laughs> There's yeah, an ocean there, under that yeah. ice. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, of course, there's just so much potential there. Um, I mean, it, it's just... The point is, it's really, it's just an exciting, exciting time. If we can just get socially ourselves, you know, into a more calm place that we can really start focusing our energy on, you know, these projects <coughs> and expanding beyond, you know, uh, the stuff that's bogging us down, you know, sidetracking us. I mean, plus the younger generation, I'm really excited about the potential they have, you mm-hmm. know, these, these kids that are, you know, in science now and that are just getting, you know, associated with the space industry and all the things that are going on, and of course, this working together collaborative, uh, collaboratively with other nations. I mean, it's, it, 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 like I said, it's exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for all that stuff. And you know, t- tying back to what I was telling you earlier about that thing that I'm constructing. You know, yes, I'm a photographer. Uh, you know, let's definitely be clear on that. But I, I'm, I'm also a bit of a sculptor, and so this piece that I'm creating was sort of my uh, homage to the series Babylon 5 but what I'm hoping to do is have it in a fashion show you know kind of environment where we sort of create an environment that is you know obviously otherworldly so because that's the nature of this, this piece and the fashion and so that's going to really be that, that that to me really inspires me sort of since I may not be able to step foot on another planet I can at least kind of create one maybe here on earth you know as people do to you know illustrate their their version of science fiction so that's kind of what you know tying back to what i'm doing creatively you know 
I think that's cool. The other thing that's happening right now and that's been happening that is sort of under the radar is all the amazing discoveries in archaeology that in our past and uh, e especially in Egypt and well not just in Egypt in Mexico in all over the world they're finding how sophisticated our ancestors are how intelligent they were yeah. you cannot call these people barbaric they were able to do amazing things with copper tools and water and things like that, opening giant doors and having these uh, incredible things, figuring out the exact placement of the stars long before Copernicus. I mean, it's amazing what the ancients yeah. were able to do. They were brilliant. They yeah. definitely were. And, and I mean, as we discover more archaeologically, you know, we're going to, we'll see just to what extent, you know, we'll never know for sure because we weren't there, but, but that's how we find out. And yeah, I think evidence of that stuff, it will, will turn up in time. They were so And uh, brilliant. we keep on pursuing our archaeological past and our you know, historical past and not just with humanity, but also, you know, the evolution of animals and all things too, that, mm -hmm. you know, how, how did a planet, you know, carry itself earlier and how, you know, the, you know, just animal evolution too, I find is very interesting. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's all it's all you know tied together. I mean, it's all just existence. You know, we're here on this planet for a reason. You know, I, I think at least in, that's just to discover this universe that we live in and to learn aspects of it, not just with the present and future, but also the past. So you know, and, and I think to create, to produce, and hopefully that's at least what my 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 thing is to just be out there producing visually with my photography, and then you know. And, more sculpturally, if I'm have you know time to work on my art project and stuff like that, it's also released. And of course, music. Music's a whole other aspect of thing too. Now, I mean, we, that's a whole other topic. But again, these are all things that we do. At least people that are creative, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners you have are probably all in the creative industry, or, or many of them, and they understand. I mean, it's just this, we do this because we want to sort of push our inner vision, and, uh, and that's one thing I love to do is like to really show the world in my own little way the things that interest me and you know and how I want to see things or how I want to create things or how I would love to or to create things that I have no other way to to be a part of unless I create them so that's kind of what what it's all about you know but you know what's really interesting Chris is that these things that are science have such an effect on what we're talking about like King Tut had an effect on 1920s clothing hair Jewelry, books, uh, poetry, music—all of that had a, a that one amazing discovery had an effect on everything. And when we went to the moon, we finally got to the moon and actually saw what it was and everything. That had an effect culturally on the planet in the '60s when we really in the '70s when we really really needed it. Um, yeah. It it just it's it's all cohesive. Everything fits together. It's like you said, we're here for a reason. I don't know if it's to bear witness or it's to understand that everything is connected. But it's so important that people see that it's one planet 
and we're a tiny, tiny, little, tiny, teeny, tiny planet on the corner of our galaxy in the end of the solar system um, in, in the huge universe which has billions and billions of planets, quote a very famous uh, astrologer, uh, astronomer. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just, I think it's really cool. And and all of this is connected. Creativity, science, uh, the arts are all connected with each other. Yeah, yeah, it is. And the interconnection is, is, to me, what thrills me because I have, I have interest in all these things. Everything you've mentioned I have an interest in or I have a passion for or I'm working or working on. So, you know, art, music, science, all those things, you know, that's all what it is. I mean, photography, we can look at that. You know, there, there's a science to photography. You think about mm-hmm. Absolutely. what it is. It's capturing light. It's using, it's, it's basically recording light as we see it through our eyes, but onto a sensor in this case, or a film. And uh, whichever the case is for the camera you're using, and that is what, that is a scientific process. At least at one point it was considered science fiction, then it became, you know, a reality, became a working functioning tool. And now it's something that we use all the time with our phones. Everybody's taking pictures of phones. So we're using something that we just sort of wouldn't even think of uh, is rooted in science uh, you know, maybe 150 years ago and or 150 years ago, but now it's something that we just take for granted. And it's like, it's a working tool that we use to do all kinds of things with socially, artistically, you name it. You know? Don't you think so it's it, interesting, interesting that uh, it was it was like a miracle when they discovered how to take a plate and make a picture. And it took forever to do it. It, it sat in there and, and then it had to be processed and that took forever and it was dangerous. People could get killed because of the chemicals they used. It was a whole big megillah. And now people use their phone and take it completely for granted. I know. <laughs> it is interesting how, how we, we've evolved to this point. But it is an example, though. I mean, it is it is an example. We, I'd say the one great frontier, though, that we really have not cracked through yet, at least in known circles, meaning just in general society, um, is we we haven't really been able to crack the we we haven't been able to break the laws of physics. Now that is the one area that we still have. That's the great frontier that we have not really been able to break through at least in known circles and I, what I mean by that is like I think the government has access and I think that there's technologies out there maybe not necessarily human made that have capabilities that that are, are capable of bending the laws of physics again we're getting kind of into science fiction but what I'm saying is that until we can basically fly break you know without using any major power source that we recognize I mean, when we can levitate, not let gravity be a, a, a constraint, you know, those kind of things. Once we do that, you know, we're, we're still kind of limited in a very old-fashioned way of going about things, you know, as far as how we move and how we propel things and what we use for energy sources. That's the great area that I think is coming uh, in the next hundred years as far as what we do um, to offset, I mean, how would I say, like, grow out of where we are. We're still a lot of, a lot of ways in our infancy with transportation and propulsion technology whereas we come digitally and electronically we've, we've come light years within just a few decades so it'd be interesting to see how we, we break the laws of physics though where we take on the big things like transportation energy production all that so that's going to be interesting 
It's interesting because, um, you know, as I I mentioned, I'm a big astronomy fan, and one of the things they were talking about physics is that if they have to have, what do they call it? They call it an abnormality or something within the laws of physics. If they call it that, they said then it's they don't know what it is. It's 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 a gray area, and they're they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that 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 if if you hear that there's a, a you know if there's a little problem with this it's just a little problem we're working on it but that means no no it, it's not a little problem if they don't know that 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 that's still being we we haven't figured it out yet <laughs> yeah yeah it it, it is and, and even you know as far as I mean I was talking about physics a second ago but. We think about medical technology. I mean, look at the uh, coronavirus. I mean, what we've been dealing with. I mean, they have really. To, I mean, you got to give them credit. I mean, the people who are behind the scenes, working diligently, especially with such incentive, which is humongous because there's so much at stake. But to develop a vaccine in such a short amount of time that has up to 95% efficacy, I mean, an effectiveness. I mean, that's that's huge. That's mm-hmm. a breakthrough in itself. Even if. There are side effects, and there are problems with it long-term, which we don't entirely know about. But still, I mean, considering that we have done this, like he says, at warp speed, it's like, wow, that's pretty incredible. So, again, another exciting breakthrough, at least in the medical technology aspect of things, you know? Yeah, and um, I remember that some of the people who were working on that project were actually older people who retired who uh, worked on polio. Uh, the, the cure for polio, and uh, they they took no money. They just were uh, helping to try to because of humanity's need with it. And it was a de- it's a desperate situation, and they they're taking no money. They're just trying to fi- like I said, they they were retired. They were happily retired, and, uh, and there's I think there was two scientists. One worked uh, uh, directly with. Um, oh, God, my brain. And you know how you know what something is, and then when you reach for it, it's not there. The man who discovered the cure for polio. Oh, Salk. Salk. This one of them actually worked as one of his uh, researchers, um, and they're the people that helped uh, discover one of the vaccines um, very quickly. I it's it's like you know just because you're old doesn't mean you're not brilliant anymore. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <yeah. laughs> I mean, look at Einstein. I mean, he was brilliant up until his dying day. I that's mean, true. You know, that's, I mean, the perfect. He's like one of the most poignant examples. But you're right, absolutely. And it's just you know, it's just you got to keep plugging away. I mean, and just working whatever it is you love to do, keep doing it, no stop. You know? Yeah, yeah, and it, I mean. Go back to somebody like Benjamin Franklin. He was brilliant and old, and he was still brilliant until he died. Just like Albert Einstein, yeah. you know. If you're brilliant, you're brilliant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, do you have any projects that are going to be coming out that we can see, or are they later in the year, or are they next year? When When is it going to happen? Yeah, well, I, I would say um, the timing for this is pretty good because I just had uh, uh, one of one of the uh, I had a magazine cover that came out for a, sort of more of an independent magazine, 
um, called Evon, E-V-O-N. They just came out with a, uh, basically, um, it's like a fashion magazine. Uh, it's in, it's in a, uh, it's associated with a cluster of fashion magazines that are, you know, available for submissions that you can send images to, and if they like your stuff, they'll publish it. Um, and I just had a cover for that come out along with, uh, you know, a write-up for my model. And she did kind of an interview. Uh, so that just came out, it's, and the cover and back cover of that and the content is on my Instagram. So if you have an interest, check out my Instagram, and you can see that. Uh, that was from a shoot that I did about a year and a half ago. Uh, but I finally uh, found the right fit for it with this uh, all-white issue of Yvonne magazine. It's like for January 2021, and it's out currently. So I, I just got a printed copy of that, and uh, the digital copy is available on their uh you can see, uh, well, you can see the, all the, uh, the layout for that on my Instagram if anyone has an interest. And then, so that, that's cool. And that, so that's kind of like a, uh, a final end result for a shoot that I did that was very fashion heavy and very creative and very avant-garde and styled beautifully by my friend um, uh, Mitch Phillips here in Phoenix. Is it uh, all white clothes? Is that what it means? All white clothes? You said all uh, white. I'm sorry, what? You said all white, so I'm just trying. Does that mean all white clothes? Yeah. So basically, well, the con the theme of the magazine for the month was just the all white issue. So meaning, you know, usually models in white outfits or you know something with dealing with the you know with white. And so this whole series we did was was all about using white in a monochromatic environment. And this is way before this issue came out. But I had this idea that my model would wear a, a series of uh, clothes all in white, or they were all in white, and, and I had painted a backdrop that was white, and we shot it in my outdoor studio, and it was it just it was really cool. It was really interesting, and the style was just crazy cool, very avant-garde, sort of um, eclectic, dystopian, sort of just really interesting. The makeup and hair was interesting. You just have to check it out. You just go to my Instagram, and check it out. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it was basically all white. Is, is the idea is like. You know, the models wearing all white, yes. It's just like um, the fashion from, was it the 60s that they had? Like, uh, their modern was all white, like white rug, white white uh, couch, white table, white. <laughs> and you yeah. go blind walking into a room. <laughs> yeah, 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 which I always liked that. I always thought that was a really cool I'm, I'm sort of into the monochromatic uh, environment. I, 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 something so creative about that and its simplicity and the way it just cleans everything and that makes everything kind of clean and yet functional. And I don't know what it is, but I've always been a fan of that. No matter whether it's white, black, or in color, uh, I think that that's a fun way to go. There was this and, uh, uh, picture I saw like that, but it was red. Boy. <laughs> That was startling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done shoots like that in red, too, where it's pretty much an all-red background with the model wearing a red outfit, so I've got several of those. And, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that stuff, and I really think that it really emphasizes the color uh, that the dresses come in, that, that, that you know, either, or the fashion. So that, to me, is really, really a, a fun thing to do. And so, again, check that out on my Instagram if anyone has interest uh, and then also, I do have some more fashion shoots coming up. Uh, my designer friend, who I mentioned in the past, Galena, uh, who's right now stuck in Singapore uh, because you can't leave that country and, and be able to come back. So uh, she's kind of stuck there because of COVID. But um, she did leave me with a number of dresses. So I've got a few dresses 
that I'm going to be shooting uh, when I can figure out a location that would be appropriate. And so look, that's something to look forward to, too, that I should be working on this year, along with putting a lot of, out a lot more of my travel photos. Because like I said, I have such a backlog of, of cool photos from my travels back in October, uh, which is when we went on that trip, uh, that I definitely would like to think people should take a look at, you know. And so that, that'll be fun, because that's very, it's a little bit of a different thing for me, because I don't do a lot of nature or landscape photography, but I decided to really work on that part of my photographic eye on this trip, so that's something in the weeks ahead to pay attention to and look, look, uh, or look at if anyone has an interest. How about a photo book? Are you going to do something like that? You said you had a big class. Uh, yeah, we. I, I do want to do a, a photo book. God, I, I do as many photo books. But yeah, that's something that I'm hoping to do uh, down the road with any number of my projects. Because I got so many categories of things that I've shot that I think would make good books. Um, another thing too, that I almost forgot to mention, is that I over the past year I've had some time to uh, get caught up on some of the printing of the series that I did at the Salton Sea with those performers again who are all in white. Uh, different shoot than the one I, I had published in that magazine, but this is more of a personal project. And I just had uh, four of the images from that series of the final edits. Uh, I had them printed really large, like 30 by 30 inches or so. And I had two of them mounted and matted, uh, ready to be displayed in the show. So that's something to look forward to if anyone has, uh, you know, uh, or, or looks into my, uh, my social media, you can see some examples of that. And then also I'll be announcing a show for that. So hopefully we'll have an actual printed show uh, maybe at the end of the year when things like that can happen, when people can go to shows and see printed work on walls and things like that, you know. It, has it been a weird year because there's been no fashion shows, no conventions, no anything the last year? Yeah, it's been a great pause and all of that. And there's, there's such uh, pent-up demand for it, you know, it really is all those things and that's why I'm trying to just keep on producing these shoots that I've been doing uh, you know slowly but surely just because I mean it's like I don't want to see that go away just because we can't go see that stuff live <clears throat> or in mass it's like doesn't mean that we can't still produce work that reflects that or empathizes that or showcases that so so yeah I think I, I look forward to it when we can start seeing fashion shows runway shows uh, go to events, see art exhibits. I mean, actually, the museums are open around where I'm at here in town, as long as you, you wear a mask. But so it's not that it's completely shut down. It's just that the kind of you know the level and the uh, the quantity of events and things that we had access to are still not back yet. But but it's still out there, you know. I I wanted theater to open because my birthday's coming up and I wanted to go see a play, but it's still not happening yet. He's uh, not here in California. Well, yeah, happy birthday to you early. Thank you. But, yeah, yeah, that's one of my disappointments. Um, big birthday, nothing to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you have, um, we're coming to the end. Do you have a, a website? I know you do. A website and um, and whether I know you have Instagram. Could you give your your name on Instagram and any other social media that people can see your stuff on? Yes, absolutely. So uh, my Instagram is Chris Loomis Photo, and that's C H R I S L O O M is Mary I S Photo P H O T O. That's my Instagram. And then my website address is 
just simply my name, chrisloomis.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-L-O-O-M-I-S.com. Okay. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did. <laughs> oh, it's been great. It's been great talking with you. Like, have been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Me too. I miss talking to you. We've been so busy that we haven't been able to catch. So we've finally been able to catch Just, up today. <laughs> yeah, and lockdown and everything else. So it's, it's a nice release of all that, you know. I know. I know. Uh, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Sherry, and I look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry. Uh-huh.